Welcome to the Tuesday Review. I'm Nathan. I'm James. And we're also joined interstate tonight by Alan. How are you going, Alan? Good, thank you. Thank you for having me. That's all right. All the way from Canberra, the mm-hmm. capital. The country capital, the bush capital. <laughs> the giant roundabout. <laughs> yes, the giant roundabout. <laughs> yeah. I'm still driving. You're still dizzy. <laughs> Steve, you're a bit dizzy. <laughs> um. So tonight we're reviewing Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. So usually, I mean, even back in the Man vs. Movies days, we never talked about Fast and Furious much because Callum and Nathan had never really been a fan of the franchise. Now I've seen them all. But now Nathan has made the effort to see them all. And even though he, he and Callum would stick their noses up at the general idea of it, Nathan, I think you'd agree it's a bit of fun. It's a very fun franchise. Like, yeah. it has its issues, but overall... It's silly, but it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Yeah. And Alum is a, a big fan of the franchise as well, because he's a big car car enthusiast. I, I certainly am, and I am, you know, at peace with myself, and I'm able to admit that they're, you know, relatively bad movies, a lot of them, some yeah. of them. Certainly. I mean, but you know, it's it's a fun time. That's I, for sure. Yeah, I like. I mean, because there's this. I mean, there's eight main movies, and now this is the first spin-off. Um, and there's a couple ones that are just straight up bad, but then there are ones that are like really dumb, but are just like fun action movies. And yeah. I think a, a lot of a lot of the times people respond to them because of the humor and the characters. Look, I think they are a guilty pleasure. Yeah. Like, I feel like I like the way I like to explain it is there's a difference between like bad, dumb and good, dumb. There are some movies that are just dumb and that should never have been made. And then there are movies like dumb, but they're fun. You know, like Skyscraper is a dumb movie that's bad. That's true. That is just a bad yeah. movie. Fast and Furious 8 is dumb, but it's really good and it's really fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if you drive, this is the one, that's the one in, set partially in Dubai, right? No, no, that's seven. That's I, seven. I don't like seven. So, see, seven's bad. Seven's bad. Yeah, I don't know, man. Eight when you're driving good. a car from one skyscraper that to was another, so bad. that's that's cool. That would, no, but it was so it was so poor. See, this is another thing. It's so poorly <laughs> executed. That's the other thing. If you can do something dumb like that, do it like Mission Impossible. Do it practically. That would have been amazing. But the fact that they do it, they do it twice in a row. Like he jumps from one tower then to another tower, but it's like CGI crap. You know, if they did it. Practically, it would have been amazing. So that's the other thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna make a dumb action movie with silly a- scenes and premise, like the action has to be really, really good. And I guess did that- you say poorly executed? <laughs> because my, do we have some things yeah. to say? So that that uh, yeah, that's a perfect segue <laughs> to Hobbs and Shaw, which is a dumb movie that could have been really fun like it's it's, not, it's fun look it's it's not that bad no it, it's fun i think there are parts of it that lag a little bit i feel yeah it's too long they could have cut like 15 20 minutes out and i have some nitpicky problems yeah like but yeah like i said like i feel like hobbs and shaw is a movie that i think takes whether deliberately or not takes a lot of elements from mission impossible fallout like just there are like just a lot, a lot of similar scenes, like yeah. motorbike chase. Even the actress is it the same? Yeah, what's her name? Vanessa Kirby. Was she in? Yeah. Okay, she was. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like her, and there's like the helicopter crash, you know, and there's the motorbike scene and stuff like that. But whereas Mission Impossible did it so well and did it practically, you get now get to Hobbs and Shaw where it's all like CGI crap and stuff flying around. 
Yeah, look, there's so, a lot of things you can say about Mission Impossible, but they, they've been doing practical effects right yeah. lately. So what I'm saying is like Hobbs and Shaw could have been almost exactly the same as it is now with the dumb premise and the dumb jokes and so on. But if they really stuck the, if they really stuck the landing on the action, you'd be getting a lot more positive response from us than you're... Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you can have a dumb movie as long as it's well executed and the action is well done and it's well presented. But in most cases, dumb movies are just dumb because they're not well made either. Hobbs and Shaw is not terrible. It's a lot of fun. I think the best part about it is the chemistry between The Rock and Jason Statham. And the English banter. The banter and the jokes, you know, the na- like the name calling and like that's all, that's all really good. And I think that's the strength of the movie. And like, the, again, that's why people like the Fast and Furious movies because you got all these characters. You got the family. You got all these characters and you got all this banter. And that's why this spin-off, like, has happened. I mean, it's happened because of The Rock, but it's happened because you've got these two characters who worked really well together in the last movie. They're both big egos. Yeah. But n- n- and now you're, you're utilizing that, you know, in its own film. Um, you can only have so much bald, muscular man in a single movie. <laughs> yeah. And I think towards the end of The Fast and Furious, they really just overwent it and, yeah, they had to split. Yeah, that's a, yeah. <laughs> well, see, that's the thing because apparently there was a, a rivalry between Vin Diesel and The Rock. Well, so, allegedly they really just don't like each yeah, other. Yeah, and Vin Diesel's kind of mad that Hobbs and Shaw happened and that kind of delayed Fast and Furious Nine. Well, because it is Vin Diesel's franchise. Yeah, like it. it def- this movie definitely reeks of a power play by Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, like. Oh, definitely. It feels to me that Dwayne Johnson's like, well, you know what? This can be my franchise too. Yeah. I'm a part of this. I get a spinoff because I'm the rock. Definitely. And it definitely feels like they could do like a Hobbs and Shaw series of movies in addition to the mainline Fast and Furious movies. It it does, but it also feels disrespectful. Like it's 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 been... Yeah. Maybe disrespectful is the wrong word, but it feels like it's been... The movie exists to spite Vin Diesel. (laughs) Almost. A little bit. I mean, I feel certain scenes do yeah. do imply that hey, we can do this better than you, even though yeah. you know the reality is far from it. But yeah. still, I think certain scenes do seem to apply that, and we'll probably talk about that during the spoiler section. Yeah, you know, like let, let's get through the non-spoiler section because yeah, like that's that's an interesting point that that we want to discuss, um, and how the Rock kind of just overtakes entire franchises, you know. So, uh, Hobbs and Shaw is uh, obviously Fast and Furious spin-off, and this one's directed by David Leach, who did uh, co-directed the first John Wick, and uh, he did Deadpool 2 and uh, Atomic Blonde. So, in terms of action... He's pretty good. ...filmmaker, like, pretty damn good. The movie, basically, you know, Hobbs, played by The Rock, and Shaw, played by Jason Statham, they're, like... I, like, can you call them secret agents? What are they? Like, well, Shaw's a criminal. He was, but and now he's he. <laughs> it's complicated. It's it's it's, it's convol. <laughs> it's like unnecessarily convoluted. Yeah. He was he was a good guy, then he turned to a bad guy. Now he's a good guy. But anyway, basically, they, they they're like they're like contractors for the CIA. The CIA, if the CIA has a problem, they get called. Uh, effectively, yeah. yeah. And there's this evil terrorist organization headed by Idris Elba's character Brixton. Who want to steal a, uh, tech, a virus. techno virus? 
like a programmable virus to basically like a modern day plague. Yeah, to to basically you know it destroy, wipe out most of po- yeah, humanity. Destroy effectively. destroy part of the humanity. And Shaw's sister injects herself with the virus so that the bad guys don't get it. And so it's up to Hobbs and Shaw to the movie's a race to extract the virus, basically. Yeah. Yeah, basically like a globe hopping yeah. action. Who, who can get the virus first? Yeah, and Idris Elba is obviously like chasing them, trying to get it out of her and stuff as well. I think like the movie is pretty much what I expected. If you've seen the trailer, like there's no surprises. It, it's it's there's a, a modern, couple of surprises, but you it's know. a modern take on like a buddy cop action sort of. Yeah, but it's like if you've seen the trailer, you know what you're getting. It's that kind of over the top CGI action. Those, those kind of jokes, like, it's what I expected. Like, it didn't uh, exceed expectations at all. But it didn't let you down too much. Yeah. Like, it, it was, it yeah, was, like, was kind of like, yeah, I, that's what I expected. Um, I think the good thing is you don't need to have seen the Fast and Furious movies That is a good. That movie. is a good thing. And I think the movie's doing really well, one, because of The Rock, but two, because people, can, people who don't know about the Fast and Furious movies can just go see a Rock and Jason Statham action movie. You know, so I think that was the benefit of marketing it as Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, primarily over the Fast and Furious yeah. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, I mean, there might be some people who are a bit hesitant, but I mean, you don't have to have seen any. No, it's like it's not. There's nods and like yeah, definitely it in- helps. Inferences. Yeah, it helps if you've seen the other, but otherwise, yeah, you don't. You don't need to. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, the chemistry, the banter, the humor—that's the strong part. The action. Some of the action's really good. There was some shaky cam I didn't like. There's some bad shaky cam. There's some really bad CGI. But, like, overall... Lots of baby oil. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Um, But, like, overall, it's not, you know, it's not bad. What do you think, Alan, of the action in general? Look, uh, some of the scenes, like, there was way too much jerkiness and cutting that you can't... You don't get into the fight enough, you know? And that's, I think, supposed to be one of the movie's strong points is the action... And if you're just getting like, you know, jump cut around and jerked and you can't even make sense of what the hell's going on, then that it kind of falls flat in that respect. Yeah, I, I which, think because like if, you know, David Leach uh, with Chad Stahelski directed the first John Wick and one of the reasons people love John Wick so much and one of the reasons I talk it up so much is because the action is done. Yeah, the action yeah. is done so well. And it's that clear, you know, no shaky cam, no quick cuts. And the, then, yeah, the cor- there's a special appeal yeah. for the choreographed fight scene. Yeah, like it's delicious in a way. Exactly, and and like Chad Stahelski kept going with that in the John Wick sequels, and David Leach, I think, took that with Atomic Blonde and even in Deadpool two a little bit. But now that he's in, De- you know, with Deadpool two and Hobbs and Shaw, you're in more of a modern day CGI superhero movie territory. So, and I feel like they. Whether whether it was a, a you know whether it was too many cooks in the kitchen or whatever, but it, it feels like a symptom of the problem of the uh, Hollywood big Hollywood studio action movie sci-fi franchise you know superhero franchise. Definitely, you know, like because otherwise, why would he do that when he set up clearly before that he knows how to do it without Jake Cam. Uh, yeah, I think I think there, there very yeah. much is an element of too many cooks. Yeah. And it, the movies are different scopes yeah. as well. I think like what's interesting about the Fast and Furious franchise as a whole, but especially this movie, is that they've become it's become a superhero franchise. Yeah, like, and I don't and I don't like it. it it's like <laughs> Tone it I've, down, boys. Yeah, like I've accepted it. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like the more ridiculous the movie's got, 
Like I, I was on board. Like I'm like, this is what they are now. It took, it took, a, it, it didn't happen overnight. It took a period yeah. of years. But the the further we go in that superhero vein, yeah. the more CG and the, exactly. the worse it's going to get. Yeah, but now we get to Hobbs and Shaw, where it's like it's there's like too many sci-fi superhero elements that I feel like could have all been cut out of the film. And, yeah, and made a much stronger movie, and still been similar movie, but just much stronger. And there's and would have removed the unnecessary cgi in that i think the main problem with the movie is yeah it's too long and it's just like not very well written I, yeah you know? I, I like would, there were scenes where i was like this could have been shorter or this could have been better explained or i think there's a section in another country uh which we won't name in the non-spoiler section yeah it's a bit of a surprise i guess yeah and i feel like that section could have been a lot shorter yeah like it could have been a lot cut out there that we didn't really need i think when people watch superhero movies and action movies like they they think well if the action's good then you know the script doesn't have to be good you know but that's not true at all Uh, i feel like even if the action was really good in this movie and it's not bad it's still like lacks from just not it's not very it's not a very compelling story and the story doesn't have to be complex it just has to be well told exactly and, and yeah the action should always augment yeah. the storytelling and the script exactly like it shouldn't be the storytelling yeah you can have a simple story you can have the virus story and the villain and whatever you know but it has to be well told and well structured and well paced and i think hobbs and shaw suffers from not really having those things um also because it's a fast and furious spin-off and because it's you know basically a superhero movie at this point it's pg-13 which is fine that's what i expected it to be but there are a couple of bits where it's like you know very action heavy fight scenes no blood and it's very (laughs) it's very clear that they weren't allowed to show things that's one and that's one problem i had with the movie there were a lot of guns in this movie james i don't know if you realized but I'm pretty sure oh, Hobbs and Shaw, I'm pretty really? sure I'm pretty sure Hobbs and Shaw didn't shoot at, uh, didn't shoot anyone at all. Pretty if, much in the movie, if they did, they didn't hit anyone. Yeah. No, like Hobbs and Shaw, they they arm themselves to the teeth with yeah. this weaponry, and they don't kill anyone. Yeah, I guess because they just want to show Jason Statham and The Rock punching people. Yeah, but, but even then, they would get to a point where the punching has no and and you effect know, or consequence. This comes from a director behind John Wick. Yeah. The gunplay in that movie is the point. Yeah. So See, that's they the can thing. they can show how much of a badass Jason Statham and yeah. Dwayne Johnson The Rock yeah. are with guns. They've done it before with yeah. Keanu Reeves. He's done it before with and Keanu. It, yeah. It works. I mean, and there are plenty of PG-13... I mean, I might not like it, but there are plenty of PG-13 movies with shootouts that are much better done than Hobbs and Shaw, where there's just like, there's shooting, but nothing's actually happening. There's exactly. no actual debris or blood or anything and, you know? this, and this is a situation we'll, we'll call it the glorification of guns mm. in these movies like this and pg-13 movies especially there's no consequences yeah do you know what i mean there's yeah. no there's no we don't see the consequences no. of these types of weapons yeah. on the screen exactly and that and but i feel like most effective movies take john wick you see the consequences of these weapons yeah. properly you see the blood the violence but i feel like you know something like mission impossible fallout which was pg-13 but was really effective because it was just shot better the sound design was better there was just the when it came down to the the, the shootouts and the fight scenes 
it felt more real. It felt more grounded. It yeah. felt more heavy, even though there wasn't really any blood or violence. No, but yeah, that's just good direction. Exactly. So I feel like Hobbs and Shaw could have still maintained PG-13, could have still been relatively bloodless. Yeah, but if but maintain that consequence, exactly, that sense like of... If it's just better shot, better sound design, like it could, could have been so, so much better. But unfortunately, you know, at this point... Because like at a certain point, really, like the guns become almost meaningless. Yeah. If if there's no real threat there, no, then the guns become meaningless. Yeah, and if if your characters are so like overpowered, you know, then it's like there's no Rock, th- there's no danger like of them. The rock tenses a bicep and it deflects bullets, basically. Yeah, like what I mean, but I think that's what people want. <laughs> yeah, that's from what people want to see. But then why have the guns? But yeah. <laughs> actually, that they should have actually done that in the movie. Oh, yeah, that would have been great. Um, am I the only one who thought the soundtrack was really bad? No, I thought it was okay. The songs were whack. I didn't mind it. Alan, any thoughts? Well, all I can say is, like, the soundtrack wasn't memorable to me at all. Yeah. I'm not talking about just Normally, the score. Like, the score wasn't good, but the, the, the soundtrack of songs I don't think were good either. I, I haven't got my phone on me, but I, I'd have to look up a list. I yeah. didn't... No, that was, that was weird. It was like a, there was, like, a love song in the, the start, and then there's, like, some I mean, weird pop song at the end, and... And there's, I'm, like, some crappy rock songs in the middle there that sound like early 2000s songs. Yeah, I can see where you're coming from, I think. You know? Yeah. It wasn't... Like, it's not... Anyway, that's yeah. just... Um, let's go into spoilers, because we're just kind of beating around the bush here. So, this is a major spoiler warning for Fast and Furious Hobbs and Shaw, and a major spoiler warning for all the Fast and Furious movies, but Hobbs and Shaw especially. So, spoiler warning for Hobbs and Shaw. So, what we were getting at before was that The Rock is such a huge megastar that he just overtakes movies that he's in. And sometimes he overtakes entire franchises, like in this case. And sometimes that's not really a bad thing. Like, I I think The Rock's best movie is Fast and Furious 5. Like, I feel like The Rock's other movies haven't really been that good, most of of them. Baywatch was all right. I just hope it doesn't get a Baywatch. But, like... Fast and Furious 5 is Brazil, correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, that's like it's a good like, and and he's really good in it because he's like the antagonist, uh, but he's also yeah. I think that's my favorite Fast and Furious yeah, movie. Like yeah, it's really yeah. good, right? Because it reinvents they're all hiding out, and yeah, no, it reinvents good. the franchise as the action heist yeah. thriller kind of thing. And then they got and and the, just to mention the fight scene in that between him and Vin Diesel. Yeah, that is, I think, kind of where. Towards the end of the era, it was still believable stuff. Yeah, it was highly packed of action. You know, but that, they were there really was fight- wall breaking. They were really yeah. fighting though. That was choreographed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you, you can't that's steal my French. So real. <laughs> yeah, but that's see, why it felt real. I think why that why that's a good fight scene though is because the characters have there's stakes. Like Vin yeah. Diesel is fighting for his freedom, you know, and there's like a there's a rivalry between the two. But when you get to something like Hobbs and Shaw, which is so over the top and so CGI filled and so much of a superhero movie, that it's just like The Rock fighting faceless goons, you know? Like there's no real emotional stakes or anything. And I I think that, as you said, faceless goons, I think Idris Elba's a very good actor. Yeah. And he elevates his character above what, He's oh, kind of look, a, a pretty crap role. Brick, Brixton is not a good villain. He's not well written, and he, I don't like his name, Brixton either. But yeah, because it's Idris Elba, you're like, oh yeah, this guy's cool, you know. Yeah. But other than that, there's nothing no, really. Even the like, I 
I, I can't. I look at this movie through a lens of James Bond a yeah. little bit, and I see like the the sort of there's almost a Blofeld in well, this movie. This is what I want to talk about. Actually, let me finish my thought on The Rock, and then we'll get to that. So, what I was saying about The Rock was like, overpowering franchise. Yeah, he like yeah. takes over the franchise. So, The Rock. Like, and that's, you know, in terms of Fast and Furious, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Like, he came in, he, like, in Fast and Furious 5, it was a good a- antagonist, but he became an ally. Um, because there's he, a contract that states The Rock cannot be a bad guy well, forever. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> and and so, like, I feel like he's a, he was a good addition to the team. And then it kind of got to the point where it was, like, his star was too big to for the Fast and Furious franchise to contain it. And so they had to spin it off. For, with Hobbs and Shaw, which apparently pissed Vin Diesel off. And yeah, again, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but as Nathan and I were discussing before the show, you can kind of feel in Hobbs and Shaw especially, but in, in a lot of rock recent rock movies, where it's like the rock isn't playing a character, he just plays the rock. And especially in Hobbs and Shaw, where it's literally just the rock. Yeah. Like he, he does the eyebrow, he has the catchphrases... He, he goes, like, his family's from Samoa, and they do this whole thing about the tribal tattoos, and, like, and that's fine. I mean, you, actors can bring their real-life backgrounds into into a role, but I feel like with The Rock, it's just, like, every role now is just, he's The Rock. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I was worried that we talked about this quite a while ago when Shazam came out, and The Rock is playing Black Adam. And we were talking about how I'm worried that because of his stardom, he's going to change the role to the point where it's not Black Adam, it's The Rock. And to the point where Black Adam's not so much of a bad guy, he's actually an anti-hero, or he might even be a good guy, you know? That's, that's going to happen. Yeah, and, and it might get to the point where he might fight Shazam, but then they'll do another... Then they'll, because The Rock is such a big star, they'll do Black Adam 2, where it's just a superhero movie where he's the good guy and on, and, on his own, you know? And what's what's the bet that Black Adam won't lose to Shazam? At best, it'll be... Yeah, like a draw. A draw. Or, yeah, something, yeah. So, and, and not only that, but also The Rock... Oh, how do I explain it? Is he, The Rock's ego yeah, <laughs> derailing like, the franchise. Exactly, and because he's in such high demand, like, you know, Black Adam... Like, the filming's being pushed back. And, like, Hobbs and Shaw, like, even if they do another Hobbs and Shaw, which I think they will, like, it's just the whole franchise, the whole movie is made around The Rock. Yeah, no, and you can feel that. I mean, he's in, The Rock, so, no, I mean, he's the base. But you can feel that in the movie. Yeah, and that's, and yeah, bringing it back to Hobbs and Shaw, you can feel that in it, like, where it's just kind of like... It's very rock-centric. It's just a rock movie. Jason yeah. Statham... You know, Jason Statham's. I think he's 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 good in he, it. He's good at, it and he's like charismatic enough. He can he can, um, you know, go toe to toe with The Rock in terms of on screen persona. But like he he, they make the joke that Shaw is Hobbs's sidekick, and Shaw's like, "What sidekick? That's bullshit." But it's like it almost feels like that. Yeah, no, it does. I reckon. You know, and I feel like they to tie it into the Bond point that you're making they could have used this movie as a way to humanize and redeem Shaw, who was a villain in Fast Fast and Furious 7 and who killed Han. (laughs) Justice for Han. We still, like, we're treating Shaw like a good guy now. But we, let (laughs) let, let not this distract us from the fact that this guy killed Han. 
And see, see, that's that's what I was going to get to. Is yeah. the, you know the, the the secret bad guy is actually Han. He's still alive. Oh <laughs> man, uh, that's. Uh, I mean, like, I I kind of want that to happen. Yeah, like I don't want that to happen, but also. Now that doesn't make any sense, but having Shaw as but, a yeah. friend after the fact that he killed but, a friend makes sense either. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the movie doesn't make a lot of sense either. So, um, but yeah, like I feel like they because there are mo- but see, this is the other thing. Idris Elba's character Brixton, they reveal that he has a past with Shaw, which we don't see, which we don't see. Which I think the movie, the movie should have opened like Goldeneye, with. Shaw and Brixton on a mission and Shaw having and and Brixton betraying Shaw and then Shaw having to kill Brixton. That would have been cool. And, and that would have established then, a relationship. Yeah. Then when Brixton returns and Shaw has that shocked look on his face, even the audience would be shocked as well, even though we've seen the trailers, you know. But in the movie you don't get that uh, you know, you don't there's get not, the background. There's no payoff there. Yeah. So so Brixton who you see throughout the movie doing bad stuff he shows up and to fight Shaw, and Shaw's like, oh, he's back. And, and then he's like, I thought I killed you. And I'm like, this isn't surprising. We didn't know any of this information until just now. That would have been really you cool. You know, they should have set this up more. And I think the movie should have been, but like we said, The Rock take over, takes over the movie. But the movie should have been about Shaw's past and how he redeems himself from being a bad guy to a good guy. Yeah, and the other thing, one of the other problems that I think both Alan and I had a problem with this movie is they try to focus on Shaw's family a little bit in this film. Yeah. His sister, his mother. But do we hear one they, word about the other brother? That's, that's what I thought was really weird. They don't mention his brother at all. No, not like, at Not all. even an no. offhanded line. No, like, let's just pretend it never existed. It's so weird. Like... He's a real bad guy. They don't discuss him. No, but he's then, ashamed. but then, but mom's in prison. But isn't that different? yeah? Like they don't they all become good guys now because they just like kind of they are like oh sorry about like trying to kill you and killing Han and everything. I but, mean, I might be a little bit of a terrorist. And then they, but does yeah, that make me a they bad help, guy? They help, yeah, and then they help Dom. They help Dom get his baby back. So it's like uh, that's one of everything my, is forgiven. Sure, help holding the baby is probably one of my favourite scenes in the entire see, franchise. See, Fast Furious 8 is good. Shaw and, Shaw and the Baby yeah. is, is my favourite sort of sequence in the entire franchise. It's so good. It's so but that's well just, done. That's just because I really like Jason Statham. Yeah, but it's well done. See, <laughs> pulls Fa- it off. Fast Furious 8 is dumb, but it's so well done. Like the, the zombie cars and, and, you know, like the dumb stuff that happens, it's so well executed, you know, and the story is simple to follow, you know. But when you get to Hobbs and Shaw and there's too much CGI, too much sci-fi superhero stuff, it goes too far, you know? It does. And circling back to what I was saying about this movie could almost be a James Bond movie. Yeah. There's almost a Blofeld figure. Yeah. The, is it, it's unclear. Is it an AI or well, is it a dude no, with a I voice? No, I think it's a dude with a voice changer who's like a Blofeld behind the scenes. That, that's very unclear. Yeah. So I think one of the problems I have with this movie is that, like I said, the script's not very well written. They need to simplify it and streamline it, shorten it. What What was the organization that Brixton was a member of? E- Ethan, Eton, Etion, Etion, Etion. I think something like that. I think it was Etion. Yeah. So he's part of this mysterious tech cult who wanted augment humans with technology so they can be the next step in evol- evolution and take over the world, but. It's like they're this huge organization with all these members 
And it's like... And they control the media. Yeah, and I'm just like, this feels like... Who are these people? Like, they come out of nowhere... Like, they're like tech it's like, Yeah, it's like, but they're not like a secret underground um, cri- like a criminal organization. Yeah, it's like yeah. they've got this big headquarters, like in the middle of, and I was like, what? And the fact that they control the media and all this, it's like really weird. And like, I feel like you can, they should have just been like, Idris Elba's character is uh, a terrorist. Yeah, and keep we, it simple. And yeah. He should have been part and, of a terrorist organization who's trying to steal the virus to sell it to the highest bidder. Just make it the simplest, Idris- most you know, cliche action movie premise. And Idris Elba himself, he's a strong enough actor. That, yeah. that would have been enough. Yeah. Like, Without all this, bu- you know, bullshit cybernetic all the, enhancements. Yeah, all the cybernetic stuff doesn't mean shit. Or, I mean, or you can say, if you if you want Idris Elba to be able to defeat The Rock, all you have to say is Idris Elba's character is the greatest martial artist in the MI6. I mean, have you seen Luther? He's a badass. No, yeah, like yeah, like have Luther versus The Rock. Yeah, but that's, that's interesting enough. Luther Luther fights dirty. He does. That's, that's yeah. how that's how he would win. <laughs> um, but like you know what I'm saying? Like if they pulled out all this technological crap, like it just uh, like Brixton's uh, 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 motorbike with the transformer I, motorbike. I hated, I hated that. it. Yeah, hated there, it. There's a scene where they almost, and this is not when they're moving. This is all sort of like. There's one point where they, they sort of get on the motorbike, but uh, uh, they might be moving, but like they're going underneath something and they're no, basically no, the tr- touching yeah. the ground. Yeah, there's a truck There's a truck going through the intersection and sure, his McLaren is low enough that they can drift underneath it. And then Brixton's on his techno motorbike. And what they should have done was the motorbike should have just been a normal motorbike and he should have slid under it and there should have been sparks you know, a really great practical stunt. That would have been great. I would have been going, clapping my hands. But instead, it's a techno transformer motorbike that kind of flattens itself and twists around so the wheels are facing towards, so that he can just kind of bob underneath the truck. And I'm just like, this is dumb. Why did, that was completely unnecessary. It didn't work for me. There's a bit at the I can explain why they did it. They were actually paying homage to a very, very old South Indian movie where a guy drifts a horse under a truck. Oh, um, I've seen that. To, I've seen yeah, that. I think that's where they got the inspiration. Yeah. But I mean, actually, okay. So now we have to rewind because w- wouldn't it have been have been better if Brixton had a horse and <laughs> drifted the horse underneath? Like, actually, that, that's what was missing from John Wick Three. Even with the uh, the great horse action horse scene, drifting. needed horse uh, sliding underneath the truck. But yeah, like. All they need, all the, all the, the only technology they need in the movie is the virus. That's it. And just say it's yeah. nanobots. That's it. All the other stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, all the other stuff can be cut out, like the, like, uh, yeah, like uh, watch the the motorbike and the the guns that only fire if you have the ID chip and the. That uh, was crap. Yeah, like uh, Brixton's uh, cybernetic implants and his like eye HUD. Like that, you don't need any of that. The cybernetic stuff is like, is he Terminator or not? Like, can uh, he be shot? No. Can he be injured? Not yeah, really. But like they, yeah, and they they explain that he's got like the bulletproof armor, and I'm just like, like yeah, like it's a bit of a wank. Yeah. At the end of the day. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, well, of course, it's a bit of a wank when they call him the Black Superman. Like, yeah, but like it's the biggest wank. <laughs> uh, uh, but if you cut out all that, you can still pretty much have the same movie. It's just better now because you have to focus on the practical action and stunts. 
And that's why, yeah. like, I think they could They use CG as an excuse. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like they... Like, the movie already has similarities to Fallout. Um, it's just not so, as good. So, yeah, so why not, like, if you have to live up to that? Like, and, th- and this franchise has the money, man. That's the thing. They spend, like, $200 million on this movie. A lot of that was probably just on CGI crap. When I think it was just paying themselves. <laughs> Actually, like, oh, yeah. yeah, like, oh, yeah, the rock, the, 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 that, yeah, that the was just, like, sad. mostly The Rock's paycheck. <laughs> you know, but, look, if Tom Cruise... I say this a lot on this show. If Tom Cruise can fly a helicopter in a spiral, we should be able to get some practical effects in other movies. Yeah, like, but you can see, like... I'm trying to think of all the action scenes in this movie... They can easily be redone with mostly practical effects. No, definitely. And it would have made the movie so much better. Like we would have, we would have been singing its praises rather than complaining about it. No, I agree. You know what I mean? Except no, for I, the I helicopter. Except for the helicopter. Well, see, that's the thing. Is like when when it, when the helicopter bit at the end starts and he he hooks it up. I'm like. When, when he jumps the hot rod and hooks it up underneath, I'm like, that looked pretty cool. Like, that was pretty cool. Then he, the moment the hooks and stuff, I told Nathan yeah. he's going to do a Captain America. But, yeah. gonna- but see, like, then, then, the, then the helicopter is being dragged behind the hot rod, right? And it's mm-hmm. a real helicopter. Like, it looks pretty good. It's just the crappy CGI chain. But that can be forgiven. But then they hook up like two, two or three more the, hot The helicopter rods. wouldn't be going anywhere, man. Yeah. That's but, too much weight. Uh, but it's like most of it looks all right, but then they go, they always go too far. And they you have know? like they have the rock bit, exhibiting yeah. his enormous Herculean strength. Yeah. See, that's the other thing. If, you, if you're setting up Idris Elba's character as this black Superman, they should as, got him to do it. Yeah, like if, if you're setting him up as like an invincible cybernetic soldier, and, but then your, your human character, played by the rock, is also an unstoppable killing machine. Like there's no stakes. There's exactly. no there's no but, tension. Like ideally that scene would have had maybe the boys trying to escape from Idris Elba with the girl and the virus on a helicopter. Oh, that and would have been Idris good. Elba hooks a chain to the helicopter yeah. and then you see him with his cybernetic holding, strength yeah. holding the helicopter back. That would have been instead of the yeah. rock, who's just a man. Yeah. But holding see, the, the like because, the tension yeah, because like I said, the rock is so larger than life in real life. So you you kind of want to see him doing crazy over the top stuff. For, for me, but, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, but it gets kind of ridiculous when you when he's in a superhero movie, and he's the only non superhero character, but who can keep up with all the superpowered characters. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like they they just need to cut out all that CGI crap, all the sci fi stuff. Just get rid of it. Yeah, then next time. If we're doing a rock action movie, yeah. hypothetically, we're making a movie with The Rock. I'd say if you can do it practical, Dwayne, go ahead. If you want to try it and hold a chain oh, to a helicopter. No, they don't have to literally yeah. do it. Like, he no, doesn't have to kill no, himself no, doing it. But, if you can do it, buddy, oh, go ahead. Hey, man, if Tom Cruise can do it. If Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise would have done it. He would have found a way. Tom Cruise would have done it. He's like, no, I'm going to do the chain thing. And they're like, that's impossible, Tom. He's like, no, I'm going to do it. Just, just um, record it. Very, um, what's the word? Um, when it's like slow mo, yeah, and then it's like oh, I, I hold it for one second, yeah, and yeah. then we use it, stretch it out, yeah. No, that that would that that would be a great headline to see, like Tom Cruise's arm ripped out of socket, <laughs> trying to tow a helicopter by hand. Uh, yeah, um, it's like production pushback six months. Tom Cruise's credit <laughs> yeah, saying he, worth it. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm, I'll just grow another one. You know, I'll just it's like, it, they were able to re- back on. They were yeah. able to reattach it. It's yeah. fine. So I'll be back in a couple of months. 
Um, yeah, also one thing I don't like about the movie is that the whole virus thing, which I think is fine, even though I've seen it in, you know, as Mission Possible 2 and every other sci-fi movie you know, and every other action movie, there's always a, like a virus thing. But Pierce Brosnan's one's my favorite for the virus. What's that one? It was crappy on Netflix and it made people literally explode. Oh, yeah. Um, Livewire. Livewire. They handled that the best but th- in Livewire. That, was like, that, was like, um, that wasn't a virus though, was it? It was like, a, it was it was like, like an ingestible explosive. Some, something like that. A, a similar enough premise. Though. That was funny. That was so good. Like the guy with the hot dog stand or yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you have... You had to put in water or whatever. So the bad guy had to jump in the water and they had to stop him jumping in yeah, the water. Yeah. That shit was funny, man. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> what was I saying? I don't know. <laughs> we should re- we should review Livewire. We should review uh, shitty shitty Ch- B- Pierce Brosnan action movies that aren't James Bond because he ma- he's made a few. Any, um, anyway, anywho. so the, the virus wasn't done yeah. that well. So like the the nano like so there's nanovirus you can inject it in someone and like you program it so it only attacks certain DNA sequences or certain whatever. They don't explain it very well. They. Uh, Shaw's sister injects herself with it to keep it out of Brixton's hands, and then they're like, "Oh, you know, it'll if if it's not programmed, it'll kill her in forty two or forty eight hours or something or seventy two hours, but and she'll start dying in." And a week hours. later, she's still fine. Yeah, but and then the movie takes place at least over a few days, but then it, they don't really explain. There's no like they could have fixed that by having a small sequence where they can hit a pause button. They, no, what they literally should have done was have her, like, she injects herself and then, like... Sets a timer on her watch Sets a timer on her watch uh, for, like, 48 hours, and then the movie should have kept reminding you of, like, you know... But it's a little unbelievable when they're, like, travelling to all these different destinations yeah. and we see day and yeah. night sequences. But it's like, I wouldn't even even bothered by so much by the day and night sequences, like, obviously stretching out the time, if it, like... But it destroys the tension because you're like, she's going to, she's fine. She's fine now. She'll be fine later. It should have been like a ticking time bomb. Like it's ticking down, ticking down. And she should have been like visibly deteriorating. And there should have been a desperation for Hobbs and Shaw to save her. You know, like there's nothing in the, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. She might as well have been carrying it in her pocket. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. Also, yeah, like, like I said about like Shaw's back, ground like they it's just convoluted like in in fast and furious 7 he was i think he was like a special forces guy who turned to a criminal and his brother was a criminal and his mum's a criminal and he and tries to we, and kill we didn't know he had a sister and yeah we didn't know he had a sister at the time and he, he kills he, he kills han and he tries to kill the rest of the family the familiar i should say but then like um he gets defeated but he becomes a good guy and then his brother get, becomes a good guy just by default. And then the mum helps them. But she's still kind of a criminal. But she's, she's not too bad. Um, Helen, Mirren's, Helen Mirren's pretty great, though. You gotta, she's like, always she's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, and now he has a sister introduced. But she's a good guy. She's an MI6 agent. Which is weird. She wouldn't pass the yeah, background check but, at all. But then, yeah, then they reveal that when her and Shaw were kids, they used to, like, do cons, cons and griffs yeah. on people. So it's like she's always been, and she's her, yeah, her, her mother's a criminal you I, know, I don't boss. Think, I don't think boss. they would have let her in MI6. Yeah. So, but then, then it's revealed that actually Shaw was also an MI6 agent with Brixton. And, but Brixton betrayed Shaw and made it look like he killed his team. And so Shaw became an outlaw. 
But then why was Shaw being an outlaw for all those years if he was actually a good guy the whole time? Like, they keep retconning it. I know these movies are dumb and they're not, you know, but, like, pick one thing and then stick with that. Don't keep going. That's why I feel like they could have used the movie to explore Shaw and be like, yeah, he was a bad guy. But, but, But The Rock... But yeah, exactly. Then The Rock takes over the movie by he's like, yeah, you've got your, you know, family over there. But But did you hear that The Rock's from Samoa? Yeah, it's like, but did you know I'm from, have you seen my tribal tats? You hey, know? Ryan Reynolds has one too, all right? That was great. Actually, we'll talk about, we'll, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the cameos after this. But yeah. So very, have you seen The Rock's cousin? Roman Reigns. Yeah. Now then Roman Reigns <laughs> rocks we, up. I was seeing it in a Friday night and- when they're on their way to Samoa, I think Alan, we, I talked to Alan. I'm like, one of them is going to be Roman Reigns, right? Yeah. He's going to have a relative that is Roman Reigns. Yeah. And we were correct. Of course. It's his cousin. And the thing is, like, look, I'm, I get it. He's your quote unquote cousin. Yeah. And you're trying to push him as well and promote him and all that. But there was literally, like, they, it got to the point where they did not. I mean, they, I don't know how much of a shit they gave for this movie, but for the final scene, when The Rocker comes home with his daughter. Yeah. Come over with his daughter to meet her grandmother. Yeah. They're standing in front of the grandmother and the family who's standing on the balcony. They're standing there, you know, the rock, and he's got Roman Reigns next to him. And, you know, it's all, you know, we're together as a family. They cut. It's the same scene, but they yeah. take one cut. And now it's showing everything from the rock's perspective, looking up at the balcony. And then Roman Reigns is up at the balcony looking down at him. Oh, really? He's in there. He's in. He's like. There's maybe there's two Roman. Maybe there's twins. Maybe (laughs) maybe maybe the mum had uh, identical twins. Roman Reigns and Roman Dry. (laughs) Oh god! (laughs) I was like, did you not care that much? Uh, They probably shot the first like the scene with Roman Reigns on the balcony on and the porch. And then uh, The Rock was like, no, he's my cousin. He has to be next to me. And then they shot. The- and then they've for- they- they forgotten. They just <laughs> yeah, edited yeah. it together. Um, but yeah, like The Rock just completely overtakes the movie. And like I said, it's fine that like Hobbs has the same background as, as The Rock. That-, that-, that makes perfect sense. But yeah, that- like it feels like it overpowers the movie. And-, and this is where I'd cut quite a bit of content from the film too. I yeah. feel like the last act was a little bit too long. Yeah, I feel like the start of the movie needs reworking, the end of the movie needs reworking, the Moscow sequence needs reworking. Like, yeah, I don't know. Like, I felt like the, when they get to Moscow, it almost feels like the end of the movie, and then they go to Samoa. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah no, I, I And feel then, that. so it's like, and they keep going. And I think I think the problem with the Samoa sequence, the, the Samoa part of the movie, is there just too much preparation time, and then the fight drags on too long. Yeah, for me, and and the whole the whole shtick with we can disable their guns because it's smart technology. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, I mean that was like, just that was just a way for them to fight with the tribal weapons yeah. without just getting slaughtered. I understand why I they mean, did it. Yeah, but I feel like I feel like any time you can do a do a action scene without resorting to just shootouts, it's good. That's always interesting. But yeah, it's not really well done in the movie. Like, there's nothing really interesting about them fighting guys with tribal weapons. Like, there's not... And because there's, like, a lot of shaky cam and quick cuts and then and then it devolves into CGI, it's not really special or interesting or different. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. And this, this Samoa scene was also where I felt there was that... I wouldn't call it animosity, but that kind of ego of, hey, we can do Fast and Furious 2, how they had all the, the cars that his uh, brother was making oh, yeah. and all the cars, Hobbs' badges that they were focused on for a second... 
motors by Hobbs or whatever it was. And the whole kind of, they're like, yeah, yeah, we're also fast and curious, but we're Samoan. But (laughs) we saw, you know, America and Japan, we send motorbikes over there. I'm like, I'm sure you do. I'm sure everyone's on technology, bro. Yeah, everyone's going to Samoa for their their, uh, car mods. Yeah, but it's not just the, it's not just the, um, the fast, like, because the movie's not about cars. Like, it's a Fast and Furious spin off, but, like, they don't make, they don't really make an effort for it to be about cars. Um, except at the end where there's like the chop shop and the the hot rods and, the and stuff. The owls and the helicopter scene. The what scene? The helicopter scene. Every, yeah, with the hot, the hot rods. Yeah. Hey, you cut, you're cutting out, Alan. Yeah, we're losing you a little bit, Alan. Yeah. Oh, no. I will try and fix things. That's all right. We can hear you now. That's a bit better now. Okay. Well, but yeah, like, as I was saying, like, it's not really about the cars and that's fine. I mean, it is a spinoff. Um, and like I said, the Fast and Furious movies have even changed into superhero movies or like they've changed that as well. But I feel like, like you were saying how they're like, it's like, it's almost like poking at Fast and Furious and saying, oh, we can do cars too. It's also like doing the, oh, we can do the family as well. Because, you know, like the last, oh, man. The last Hob- few Fast and Furious movies, they've always been like, yeah. well, this is our family, you know, familiar. And then Hobbs and Shaw is about is like literally like... The next, the next family is going to be Hobbs, Shaw, Roman Reigns and Kevin Hart. Well, so, and that's another thing <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about. So, and maybe Ryan Reynolds. One, one thing I liked about the movie and that I didn't like that surprised me, you know how I said it was everything I expected. But, and they kept this pretty secret. Is that Ryan Reynolds and Kevin Hart have cameos? Kevin in the Hart's movie. not surprising though. Well, because n- he's worked with The Rock a few true. times. True. Well, and 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 uh, and Ryan Reynolds was in De- Deadpool, Deadpool too. So that the, the director connection there. But um, so yeah, it's like not surprising that they have those actors. Mm. But it's like I didn't know they were in the movie, yeah. and it was fun to see them. Um, and yeah, yeah, it certainly was fun. I I enjoyed those portions. Yeah, and their bits are really funny. And you know, I don't really like Kevin Hart that much, but his his bits were, I thought were really he was good. he was good. This one nitpick I have about this movie, yeah, the the fact that there's an air marshal apparently working on a flight between London and Moscow. I don't think American Airlines do Europe to Europe generally. Um, usually, usually like a country's airline will will go to different regions, but there's always like a connection to yeah. that home point. Yeah. So I feel like because he's a U.S. air marshal, because he's a U.S. air marshal, he should maybe shouldn't be operating on an inter-European Ma- maybe, flight. Maybe, but that's a small yeah. nitpick. Maybe he was just hitching a ride. Like we don't know. Then he shouldn't be acting in an official capacity. Well, I mean, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but you, but <laughs> that's he, a small he, nitpick. He was he, but he was trying very hard to impress. He was. Yeah. He, but, he was pretty he good. Was. Yeah, but as we were saying before, like I feel like you know. Hobbs and Shaw seems to be doing really well and, you know, The Rock, like, pretty much breaking off from the Fast and Furious franchise and doing his own thing. Like, they're going to make more. And I feel like, like with Fast and Furious, they can do another Hobbs and Shaw where it's like Ryan Reynolds and, and Kevin Hart, like, team up with Hobbs and Shaw and, like, and then they become, like, the new team. And Roman Reigns. And, yeah. They and can well, work him in well, there, Well, I, I heard they wanted to get Jason Momoa in this one, but they couldn't get him. So maybe in the so next they got one, dis- they'll get... Roman Reigns is discount Jason Momoa. <laughs> of course he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, no, what they'll do is they'll replace Roman Reigns' character with Jason Momoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the same dude all along. Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll retcon it, yeah. <laughs> um, but, look, I can see them doing that, but 
that will not help things with the main franchise. That will make Vin Diesel... No, yeah, but I, I feel like at this point... Like Hobbs and Shaw, he's gonna. They're gonna do. The Rock's gonna do his own thing, and if he's not in the Fast and Furious movies, that's fine. But how do you? Do you think that'll happen? Do you think? Oh, if they think, make money, they'll do no, it. No, but do you think? No, but do you? Th- what I mean is, do you think Vin Diesel will turn around and said, "Well, I don't want the Rock in these movies anymore. Keep him in his own as, spin-offs." No, no. As far as I know, the Rock has said, "Like, I'm not going to be in the Fast and Furious mi- movies anymore." Okay. And like, I'm going to do Hobbs and Shaw, and then I'm assuming they're going to do Hobbs and Shaw too. And, you know, now they're going to start working on Fast and Furious 9 without The Rock. But as far as I know, Shaw and um, and his mother uh, are going to be in Fast and Furious 9. Will so Vin, Will Vin Diesel kill off Shaw just to spite just, The Rock? <laughs> no, no. See, the studio... <laughs> see, this is the thing with studio film. It's like they've become superhero movies. They've become Marvel movies where it's it's all interconnected. You just want to, I guarantee you there's a script somewhere yeah. where Vin Diesel's like, uh, and Shaw dies. <laughs> <laughs> so the rock can't but use it. See, the rock would like that because then he can just do Hobbs. That's true. It's playing into his endgame, and and it can just be a revenge movie, Whoa. like where Hobbs has to avenge Shaw with with uh, Shaw's sister. The rock has a contingency either way. Yeah. See, see like that he, works out better yeah, for that, the rock. Yeah, and it's the, all about him now. It's blow up in Vin Diesel's face. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like like I was saying, like it's a superhero movie. Like Hobbs and Shaw has like three end credit scenes. <laughs> the, like, did we see them all? We saw a couple. Yeah, I mean, the, there's one that's um, just Ryan Reynolds on the phone. Yeah. And then there's one at the end that's the same scene. It's just cut. It's like cut from the same scene. It's like still on the phone, but in a different... Well, was there another then, stinger? Yeah, there's the, where Jason Statham shores in the pub and the cops come. Oh, yeah. They yeah. look for Hugh Janus. Yeah, Hugh Janus. Mike Mike Oxmall. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, Mike Oxmall. <laughs> um, I like the, the, the Italian job reference as well. You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you get that one, I Alan? did. No, I didn't get that one. I uh, got that one, yeah. yeah so with the, with the mini. mini. Yeah, it was a mini. And he's like, we did a job in Rome or something like yeah, that. Like, yeah, it's like we use that in the Italy. Well, I've seen the Italian job, so... <laughs> you haven't seen it? No. I've seen the original. I mean, to be honest, n- neither the original yeah. or the new one is that good. But, I mean, they're not bad. Um, you'd like the remake, Alum, of the talent job. Might give it a watch sometime. Yeah, yeah. but I was, I was thinking more on the uh, the storyline where uh, obviously Shaw gets killed in the Fast and the Furious movie, and then obviously Hobbs has to take revenge. But yeah, Vin Diesel ain't going to do that. So I reckon um, they will hire Michael Chiklis <laughs> to be Toretto in the the Hobbs <laughs> like sequel. <laughs> <laughs> like a discount dom. That would be hilarious. Oh, man. So good. It was like you got shorter and fatter somehow. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then there's also, like like we were talking about with the whole, like, James Bond thing, like the whole Etion uh, mysterious techno-terrorist yeah, organization. The, the not Spectre group. Yeah, they're like a Spectre group, and they have, like, a mysterious leader who you only hear his voice but it's like modulated i wasn't sure if it was meant to be some sort of like really advanced ai system or it's no like i think it's a guy who's just like you know uh hiding his identity um it's actually a 12 year old kid on the internet well as uh was it you or alan who mentioned it's han well yeah yeah, alan was like but that doesn't make any sense but (laughs) but um but uh, like they like he he what does he say he says something to hobbs like uh don't you remember me Something like that. So it might be someone from one of the previous movies. I don't know. We'll never know. Um, Probably. 
Oh, dude, well, when when Hobbs two and Hobbs three and Hobbs four and Hobbs five and Hobbs six comes out, Hobbs and Shaw six yeah. comes out, you know, we'll, no, but, it's it's the it's a black guy from Fast and Furious Seven, I think. What guy? Um, the one who's after the God's Eye. He's from Blood Diamond. Oh, Jimon Honsu. No, he died, didn't he? Yeah, so he. he, he he died, quote-unquote. Oh, yeah, the fact is that... No, most people are saying it's um, Shalice Theron's character from the last movie, which makes yeah, sense because she's a techno genius. But, I mean, I think, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. And if, if Hobbs isn't in Fast and Furious 9, and I know, I know, I know for a fact... Hobbs' late wife. And I know if, um, Shalice Theron is in Fast and Furious 9, so I don't know. I mean, no, these movies don't make any sense, so we're just... Theorizing, we're using logic and you know actual logic does not apply. Yeah, um, but no, yeah, like because we, the movies are so heavy on family, it's going to be Hobbs's late wife. Well, yeah, we never see heavy. we never see his wife. So like at one point, she's got to be revealed, and like that that have to get someone famous, like and like a badass. She'd have to be like a badass. You know what I mean? Like if they are gonna. Because they never mention it. They don't mention. They don't mention if she's alive or no. They just don't mention it at all. Yeah. So. That, I mean, like in Hobbs and Shaw 2 or 3, they can bring that up. <laughs> uh, is The Rock married in real life? They, they, apparently, if he just plays The Rock, he can just have his own wife. He could be married. doesn't mean he's a faithful husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon uh, they can use Gia Torres. Yeah, that would be cool. We've run out of time for the live portion. So thank you very much, Alan, for joining us from afar. It was my pleasure. Do you want to plug your show? Um, sure. Tune into Sunrise Arcade every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. on 98.9 Northwest FM for all your gaming news and reviews. Yeah, and you can listen to the podcast, download that as well. Matt's up next with Car Talk. So if you're a Fast and Furious fan, that'll be good uh, to listen to. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, we'll be back in a sec. Yeah, so we're back and Alum's left, uh, but we're still here. I just wanted to talk quickly about the rest of the Fast and Furious franchise and Fast 9 because, like, Vin Diesel apparently wanted to do, you know, after Fast 8 to do Fast 9. Um, but then the producers were like, no, you know, Hobbs and Shaw, the characters work really well together. So they did the spin off with The Rock and that pissed Vin Diesel off. He's understandably like, yeah and he's like you can do Hobbs and Shaw later we'll do Fast and Furious 9 first but they're like no we want to do that first and that obviously pushed Fast 9 until next year or the year after so yeah I mean like like we said like Hobbs and Shaw is like a superhero movie but it's not tied in so closely like the Marvel movies are with the mainline Fast and Furious movie, so you don't have to have seen the Fast and Furious. There's movie. some shared characters. But that's about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty but, standalone. Yeah, but like even like you know like the end credit scenes, like they're just jokes. Like they don't actually tie. There's no. I thought they were going to reveal who the big bad villain was, you know. And if it is Charlize Theron's character from Fast and Furious, and they like. And like we said, if if Hobbs, if the, if the Rock isn't going to be I, in Fast Nine, I, I feel like it's not going to be Charlize Theron though. Yeah, because I like, feel like the timeline. I know timelines yeah, are this franchise's uh, strongest yeah, point. Yeah. But like, would she have that? Is the time between her movie in the Fast and Furious and this movie long enough for her to establish such well, a? But see, it, this this uh, organization has been established for at least as long as uh, Brixton betrayed Shaw, which so, I think they say was eight years ago. 
So, so it's at least a 10-year-old organization, possibly even older. So she might have not set it up. She might just have been... The, look, that's true. We, these movies don't make any sense. That, that you know, she could have set it up in six months. You know, it's, it's a dumb, dumb premise anyway. But I, one of the reasons I think it's not her is because they seem to get these big stars on board, make them bad guys... And then, and then make them good guys. And then they make them good guys. But, like, because Charlize Theron's character was the bad guy, but then they didn't kill her off at the end. She escaped. So, it's like, they'll probably just end up making her a good guy as well. And, like, there are rumors that they're going to make, like, a female-led spin-off, Fast and Furious spin-off movie as well. So, I mean, she could be the villain in that, or she could, like, join them as another hero, you know? So... I mean, who knows? It's like the Marvel movies. Like, there's just, like, speculation and, like, all this crazy stuff going on. It's pretty crazy. Um, But, yeah, like, if Fast and Furious 10 doesn't take place in space, I'm going to be disappointed. Haven't... Wasn't... I've read something on the internet that they're not opposed to Fast and Furious going to space. Like, I feel like... Did I I read an article? I have to... I'm going to look that up. But I'm pretty sure they've commented that it's not out of the realm of possibility. I feel like uh, enough... Like, there's been enough of a fan reaction saying, like, you just have to go to space at this point. Like, it's so crazy over the top that you might as well do it. And I think, yeah, the writers or something were just like, yeah, we we could. Yeah, 27th of July, um, article from Polygon.com states that Fast and the Furious writer says future movie set in space is not out of the question. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's just the logical next step, really, considering how crazy these movies have gotten. Um, it's just, yeah, it's an interesting evolution over the past almost 20 years from where it started. Um, and like, you know, I, th- I still think the first movie is the best movie. I really like five and that's when it's kind of reinvented it as an action sort of franchise. But I really, really like six as well. A lot of people don't like six. They're like five's really good. And then six is really, I really like six, but like, I just like, it's, it's just a fun franchise. Like it's just kind of. And because it's taken so long to get to this point, if they went from one to eight without any of the in-between, I would have been like, what the hell did they do? They no, ruined it, this franchise. It was a slow build-up. But up. because it was such a slow <laughs> build-up and they had to... But, I mean, had it, to, it's taken over such a long time that our tastes have changed, or the or our tastes haven't changed. The audience, mainstream audience true. tastes have changed. Yeah. So it was really just keeping up with... Yeah. What's and expected of like yeah, a modern action which, movie, which is kind of a sad thing because it turns into what Hobbs and Shaw is, which is a dumb sci-fi superhero no. movie. Which yeah. is what you know it should have been more of a if they are, if it is going to be an over-the-top action movie, it has to be an over-the-top action movie in the same way Fallout was, you know. Um, Definitely, but yeah, like I'm excited to see, you know, you know the next Fast Furious Nine. I really like these movies. I really like the characters, and. Um, yeah, Han has to come back and they really have to address that. I feel like fans have been vocal enough about like them ignoring Shaw's role in Han's death that they're going to have to address it at some point. You say bring him back. How? Like another prequel movie? No, 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 no. Like he he was resurrected from the dead. Yeah, like or he's sl- Look, my so, Okay, so before Hobbs and Shaw came out, me me and Matt who, you know, who's been on the show and ha- who has his car show, we always used to joke because we love the Fast and... Me and him, like, huge Fast and Furious fans. We, we, we watched the first movie constantly. We watched it not long ago. The first um, movie is one of the best movies in the franchise. It's... I mean, <laughs> I, I love it. Like, I can quote every line from that movie. Um, but we always used to joke uh, about Cyborg Han. Like, Han would come back as a cyborg. Like, it would be hilarious. 
But now that Hobbs and Shaw has come out and has set up cybernetic implants, it's literally could happen. It could. Like, we were just joking. Like, wouldn't it be funny if he came back and had, like, a robot eye and a robot arm? But, like, they set up in Hobbs and Shaw that this technology exists and Idris in Elba, this universe. And Idris Elba's alive because of it. Yeah. A similar, like, Idris Elba gets shot in the head yeah. and somewhere else. Um, yeah, in the, in chest. the chest. Yeah. And he's alive due to these cybernetics. So, the technology exists. Having said that, mm. they would have had to, like, I mean, did the technology exist when, did the technology exist when Hunt died, though? Well, that, I mean, in the in the weird timeline of the movies, that only took place a few years ago, and like I said, that's true. The Etion or whatever they're called, the organization would have been around for longer. Has been yeah. around for longer, and like we keep saying, none of this makes any sense. And these movies just keep retconning and changing things. So of course they can do it. I mean, and he was one of the most popular characters in the franchise. That's why they. That's why, that's they, why they kept delaying yeah. the, the the death. His death yeah, you know. Um, so it would make and, sense that they do find a way to yeah. bring him back. But then, but but would Vin Diesel, out of spite of the rock, acknowledge this technology in the mainstream? Oh, I don't think that has anything to do with the rock. I feel like that that's no, if if I, I feel like oh, Vin Diesel true. I think Vin Diesel would be happier for the Han to for Sung Kang yeah. to come back, you know, as Han. But and and also Justin Lin, who directed Tokyo Drift Fast Four, Five, Six, he's coming back for nine and ten, I think, as well, if I'm not mistaken. So and he's the one who invented Han and is really repping Han. And they were and, good movies. And he's yeah, and he's the one who I mean Tokyo Drift wasn't, but but Han I mean Han's the best part of that movie and that's why they kept bringing him back. I, and now, that's I, why when they killed him off in Tokyo Drift, they they kept bringing him back cuz everyone loved him. Now, there's a there's a place in hell for Sean Barswell. Oh uh, yeah. And I do Donkey not like Kong. Donkey Kong. I do not like Sean Barswell. Yeah. Um I think he's a terrible main it's character. Like 35-year-old yeah. uh, <laughs> teenager. Teenager. <laughs> <laughs> but I do not like Sean Boswell. Yeah. But I didn't mind Tokyo Drift. Look, like, if Alan was still on the line, he would be defending uh, Tokyo Drift to the death. But it's, it's not it's a not good a, movie. It's not a bad movie. Nah. Like, it's not horrible, but it's not. It's just not good. Especially when you're coming off... Like, the second movie's not great either, but it's just the stakes seem low. The cast... You know, other than Han, the cast isn't strong. You know, like, it's... I respectfully disagree. This is another conversation. Yeah, like we could do two. <laughs> yeah. We could do two hours on on just yeah, Tokyo yeah. Drift. Um, I could do twenty hours just on the first movie. Um, but we can both acknowledge two is not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like it, but it's, it's, not, it's great. not great. Yeah. Um, but what was I saying? Yeah. So Justin Lin, who really reps Han, who invented Han, um, like, and like I said, fans have been vocal about, you know, Shaw and he, justice for Han, you know, like they, they have to address it at some point. So I feel like if not in the next movie, in the last movie, they'll have to address it. Um, the other, we already talked about Black Adam and how, you know, The Rock might he might that ruin Black that, Adam. That's, yeah, that's because uh, yeah, uh, yeah. We run into the danger of Black Adam not yeah, being him overpowering and and taking the franchise away from Shazam and you know making his own thing. Also, David Leach, the director um, of Hobbs and Shaw, uh, we talked about no, oh, quite a while ago about um, he's making the Division movie. For Netflix. For Netflix, yeah. I'm very excited so, for that like, film. So, like we keep saying, like he, when it comes to action, he's a really, you know, good, good director. But 
you know, it just really depends on the script. And it depends if, if you know, it's just a little bit troubling the way he's been going. Like, you know, from John Wick, which he co-directed, and then Atomic Blonde, those were like down and dirty kind of simple action, you know, well shot, well choreographed. Then you get Deadpool 2, which has great action scenes, but it's more of a super... It's obviously a superhero movie, mm. so it gets more over the top. And then you've got Hobbs and Shaw, which is crazy over the top and a bit of shaky cam, too much CGI. So, but now going to The, the Division, which is more of a straight action movie, like I'm hoping he reins it back to the Atomic Blonde, to the John Wick style of action. Like I hope there's not a lot of CGI. I hope there's not a lot of shaky cam quick cuts you know like i feel like he can do it but whether there's too many cooks or whether he thinks that like because i think it's a problem in the it's a problem in the industry now where good directors are like no this is how you shoot action you know and 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 cinematographers and choreographers and uh, like it's like a a what's the word like it's like a collective yeah no i understand what you're saying collective mistake yeah, but that's not. It's seen a trend. As a, it's a trend yeah, shift. It's a trend that it's just people keep falling in, and and it sucks. But like we always talk it, about, it's a, it's a thing of these movies that did it first made a shitload of money. Yeah, it's and a, they just, just replicate. Keep, yeah, that. but like we always talk about, people at the end of the day, audiences don't care. They like to see. They like to go in the movies, shove popcorn in their face, and see the flashy lights and see the rock joking around. You know, like. They don't care if the action's well done, you know. And that's a shame. Even though there is a great response to John Wick, at the end of the day, most people just don't care. And that's a great shame because movies, action movies especially, just have become filled with CGI nonsense, shaky cam, dark, unseeable action scenes. You know, quick cuts, jerky crap everywhere. So hopefully The Division you know, lives up to the kind of its its John Wick roots to its sort of 90s action thriller roots and, and is not... Because it's based on a video game, I hope they don't just be like, oh, and this is a lot of CGI crap and guys running around. And I hope not because and- the way the division plays is it's just a post-apocalyptic New York. Yeah. You don't need that much CG. No. It's, it's the stakes of that game are very low. Yeah. Like, I'm, ho- you know, I'm hoping it has more in common with the shootout from Heat than it does with with even John Wick. Yeah. As much as I keep saying it should be a John Wick-style action, like, I'm hoping it has more of a grounded 90s thriller action 100%. sensibility than the more style, even more stylized uh, action from John Wick. Or, you know, and in the worst-case scenario, the action we see in movies like Hobbs and Shaw, where it's just too over the top. There's too much... You know, crazy stuff. Yeah, no, I agree. You know what I mean? Well, I think that's about it. Do you want to mention anything else about Hobbs and Shaw? No, I think we're good. Um, yeah. Oh, we talk. We could talk about Netflix on Foxtel. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah, so the Netflix... Yeah, so did you see the, the Netflix thing? Um, so f- we always talk about how Foxtel's obsolete. It, and it, it they, still they is. Should, they should get rid of it, but it's so ingrained into Australian society and culture. And, Boomer society. Yeah, and so uh, has Fox has uh, infiltrated the Australian government to, to such a point. Um, that it's, cri- it's like it's really it's criminal. Yeah, that, that yeah, exactly, and and they're never going to get rid of it, even though 
it's it's, it's a dinosaur of technological stream like in terms of streaming in terms of uh content uh how and, people watch content it's, and it's this is, ancient and this fairly look this is fairly political yeah but foxtel is the bastion of conservatism in australia yeah that's the other thing like murdoch in general is yeah. the bastion of conservatism uh conser- conservative media conservative media yeah. in this country yeah um and it really it's not it, look our listeners know by now that we're hippies yeah and this well, is well, not hippies. We're uh, left leaning. We don't wear tie dyes and no, right, uh, no, have no, dreadlocks. No. But, but we yeah, may or maybe we, don't, we may or may not be socialists. We yeah, we we don't stand for any fucking alt right Nazi bullshit like no. that. Fuck those people and fuck fuck the quite heavily heavily conservative right wing governments that have taken over Australia, UK, America. Hundred percent. And and there are a lot of alt right hate groups and Nazi, neo Nazi groups popping up, Australia, UK, Europe. Like it's very concerning, and it people happens. People aren't caring enough about it, this exactly. shit, and it happens because of people like Murdoch and because of play, people like like Fox News. Like when, now, the internet's an echo chamber, and we're not we're we're um you know we're not innocent of participating in our own echo chambers. Every now and again, we like to hear. Yeah. The opinions that you know we enjoy, but there's a difference when you're thinking of hate. Yeah, and Foxtel is one of those places where, after a certain point in the evening, it stops becoming news and it becomes editorial yeah. content, and it's it's another big issue in itself. Yeah. They call it was it Foxtel after Sky News after dark, something like that. Yeah, but anyway, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, we 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 got derailed there, but um, uh, what 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 we were saying is because Foxtel as a way to watch, you know all the movies and shows that we love talking about is just unfortunately in Australia is sometimes the only way to, to access those shows like Game of Thrones. Um, but is just the worst and most expensive, uh, option to do so. And so we're always talking about how they should get rid of it or they should reinvent it as a purely streaming platform like Netflix. And because now Disney owns Fox, um, they, uh, you know, assumedly, I mean, I don't know what the exact uh, details of the deal are, but they assumedly could reboot Foxtel if they wanted to. Not that they would. But anyway, the ultimate uh, point was that w- w- when we saw this, we were just laughing our asses off because Foxtel has now implemented Netflix into their packages, now, their cable packages. People have been making a bigger deal out of this than I think they should. Yeah. Because all it is is in, is app integration, right? Yeah, it's basically like tr- like tricking, not tricking, but it's like an added incentive for. So it's like, yeah, you get. It's like so instead of like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm happy with my Netflix. It's like, no, you can have Foxtel, but with Netflix included. But they're still separate. So it, it, yeah. you're still paying a separate yeah. sub. Exactly. It's just allowing you to search through Netflix in your Foxtel user interface. Yeah, but but don't you get don't isn't there an included uh subscription it's included in the subscription fee to Foxtel? No. There's still maybe you might get like a, a month free or something. But as far as I'm aware, my mum looked into it cuz yeah. one of my uh family members is a staunch Foxtel enthusiast and yeah. refuses to get Netflix because <laughs> Foxtel's better. <laughs> Which, you know, she's allowed her opinion. She's allowed to be wrong. She's allowed to be wrong. That's it. Um, And my mum looked into it because, you know, she might finally get my auntie to watch Stranger Things and all this other great content, which she 
on you know on her sort of opinion will not watch. But no, as far as I'm aware, if that's the case, it's just app integration. What's and the just point? A, there is no point. It just it's, allows it's basically you to, a trick. So it is a trick. It's basically a trick. It allows you to watch Netflix through Foxtel, but it does, it's not Netflix in Foxtel. If that makes sense. Well, it's what's not, the point of that? That's you can search. Dumb. You can go to your Foxtel menu and search for, say, Stranger Things, and yeah. it will come up. Oh, but okay. you will have to log into Netflix. So, like, because I thought what was happening was that Foxtel was kind of like, if you can't beat them, join them. Like, because Foxtel tried to get rid of Netflix more than once and, and you know, isn't happy with how streaming is coming along. But now all these other streaming services are coming and, you know, Disney Plus, which we might not even get in Australia, at least not in, in its uh, original format. Um but so, yeah, like Foxtel is obviously not happy with Netflix. And so I, I just thought and found it funny that they were integrating it in. It's very funny. Yes, but Because it's, it's, now they're admitting if, it is, that yeah. if they don't do something now. Yeah. But if it is literally just a, a, a way to search Netflix through your Foxtel app, then that's just them pretty much, pretty much doing what they were doing before and just sort of pretending like they're, you know, getting on board with the... So, yeah, it's basically just it's, – it's starting with Netflix. Mm. But Foxtel plans to include other catch-up and streaming services into their platform. See, that's a good idea only if there's a package deal included in the subscription. Well, the, um, the pay TV firm – this is from an article from news.com.au. Yeah. It says the pay TV firm has also revealed plans to include free six-month subscriptions to, Net- to, to Netflix with some 12-month – Foxtel packages and unveiled a new remote control with a Netflix button that would also support yeah. voice command support voice commands. Now, yeah, sure, they get a free introductory subscription, but Netflix after has been that, yeah. after that you have to pay, it's like normal. So one of the problems that we're already starting to see, but we're gonna be starting to see a lot more of very soon, is how all the streaming services that are coming out. And they're all gonna be competing. And if you wanna see all the shows, or at least legally want to see all the shows and movies coming out on all these streaming services. Yeah. You're going to have to subscribe to 5, 10, 15 different uh, streaming platforms, all of which will cost you maybe not a heap, but a little bit here, a little bit there. Incrementally, it adds up. Yeah. Now, the problem with Foxtel is for what you get, it's not worth worth the the extremely high price. But- Ideally, if these streaming, all these competing streaming platforms are going to become a problem, to have them all in one place, great idea. But you're still paying for your service. But if you still have to pay individually for... So, if if Fox... I would be happy to pay pay extremely high price for Foxtel if it included all streaming services and included in the fee was the uh, fees for all the other subscriptions to all the other... Stri- like, yeah, definitely, but... Which is not going to happen. Never, yeah. Legally, it would be a nightmare just working it all out. But obviously, like we said, Foxtel is, you know, adamant in staying... Alive. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. not staying alive, but just staying as it is. Yeah. Staying as Look, this they, old, broken-ass piece of they, shit that it is. I think they tried at one point to go streaming only, but the, are we? I had it at one point, the Foxtel Now, where it was yeah, but, called... And the technology behind yeah, it was terrible. That, I think that's like one of like see a lot of people rag on Netflix, but then the best thing about Netflix is the UI and and is the or, or I should say is the is how it 
I've never had problems with it. it no. Never, like, it's never broken down. It's never... Well, um, no, it, it got dosed once. <laughs> but that was ages ago. I'm <laughs> yeah. talking about in the last few yeah, years. No. In the last few years of using Netflix, I've never had any slowdown. I've never oh. had any... And when, uh, and when Amazon got taken down for like one day. But that, see, but that took half but, the internet but down. See, but see, that's another thing is Amazon, as much as we, we love their original shows and, and, you know, as much as we talk them up on, on, on Tuesday Review. Oh, also about Amazon Cloud Services, which half the internet is run off Amazon's yeah, yeah, cloud service. Yeah. But so I'm when talking that goes like, down. In terms of Prime Video, like, yeah, we love some of their, their shows and movies or whatever. The UI's not great. But the UI's terrible. And I have heaps of problems with, with you know... Um, just getting things started or watching things. So no, Netflix, Netflix is never, a well-owned well machine. Yeah. So if Foxtel was to go fully streaming and we'd be fully in support of that and we want that to happen, they need to make something that will actually work. Exactly. You know, because like, when, when didn't when everyone tried to watch Game of Thrones, like the whole thing shut down? Yeah. and the, Netflix the, has never had that problem. And the other, When everyone watches Stranger Things 3, nothing, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. And I think half the battle also with streaming is the internet infrastructure behind it. If you look at Netflix, you look at YouTube, these are the two shining examples of really efficient, really solid streaming technology. Yeah. Foxtel doesn't have that right now. Yeah. Um, having used Foxtel now, admittedly a little while ago, it was terrible. Mm. And we don't, we, don't, we don't all have the best internet in Australia. Yeah. And you know, I shouldn't need a 10 megabit per second connection to watch standard definition That's the shows. other thing. Like, America, you know, um, like, th- their internet might not be great, and especially because it's such a big country with such a big population, but mostly, if you have to get a streaming service in America, you can run that streaming service. There are places in Australia, not rural places, not poor places, Places very close to where we're sitting right now. I still haven't got the NBN, for instance. Yeah, like where it's hard to sometimes run things like Netflix. Well, like it's crazy. We live in, like, I mean, again, we're going to go back to what we were talking about before. The current government, uh, liberal government, is destroying this country and has has no clue about technology or or integrating uh, the internet infrastructure. They're... Fucking a bunch of old dinosaurs who know nothing. Yeah, um, not too long ago, man, on a, I had an Optus connection and I was getting throttled. And this was twenty seventeen. Yeah, how am I still getting my internet throttled in twenty seventeen with an unlimited data plan? Like, they, so some of us uh, don't th- have access to this yeah, fast technology all the like time. Throttling and data caps and all that should be illegal, and like internet should be. Completely unlimited all the time. So, you know, back to our point, like, I haven't always had a fast enough connection to be able to watch streaming services. Yeah. I do now, luckily. But it's like, you know, keeping the populace in mind, you shouldn't really have a streaming service in Australia if you don't have the backbone to support it. Yeah. Technology backbone. Exactly. But, I mean, and it, it probably suits, it probably actually suits Foxtel to have poor internet in Australia because then they can push the cable. That's true. You know, they which push is, their cable They service. can say, oh, you know, yeah, they, people, it won't cut out. People like your relative who you were talking about who was, um, is against, you know, streaming and, and is just about cable. So, anyway, boring conversation. Let's move on to something more interesting. Speaking of Netflix, which we talk about every week. That that or Jeff Bezos. 
Well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Amazon Amazon is starting to uh, it's climbing in our rankings a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, like we we always we always jerk off Netflix, but Amazon is starting. And once, like I said, once Lord of the Rings comes out, it's going to be Bezos all the, all all day every day. I love you, Jeff, but save the planet, man. Save the planet, then make nerdy shit. That's it. And you can do both because you have enough money, and not just Bezos, all those rich cunts. Yeah, and pay your workers. Yeah, come on, man. Um, anyway, anyway. Bo- boring conversation. Let's move on to the Irishman teaser trailer. Now, I thoroughly enjoyed this teaser trailer, but you had some issues with it. So, in context, last week we talked about all the trailers that were coming out. And we were so excited about them all and we were so hyped. And we got to the end of the show and we were like, the, the Irishman, there's no trailer yet, but... There's an image, and we're really, we we always they, talk we always talk about how excited we are. They fucking listen to our show, yeah. And like the day after, maybe you know, was like it they, dropped. They dropped the trailer, and I was like, oh my god! Now we have to talk about this trailer as well. So we've talked about a lot on this show, and we even talked about it back on the old show when you know when when they when they announced like it's, the it's movie. Been, it's and, been a spectre, yeah. <laughs> so like we all we always talk about how much we're excited for it, and how much we love Scorsese, and how like how great it's going to be, and whatever. And realistically, this is one of my and most people's most hyped movies of the last decade. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to see it. We're going to love it. Like, th- that's there's no doubt in my mind, you know, like that. I'm really excited for it. But I'm trying not to overhype hype it because I don't want to watch it and it just be kind of meh. You know, like, because the more excited I get, the more hyped up I get about how great it's going to be. And if it doesn't live up to those high expectations, it's just going to be really devastating. Because if this movie's bad, it's going to be really, really, you know, really, really disappointing. I don't think it's going to be bad. I think from what look from what yeah. I saw, it ticked all my boxes yeah. as a Scorsese so, gangster film. That's not to say it's good. Yeah. That's just to say the trailer's well made. Yeah. Well, that, that's the other thing is, is like last week I said you won't get any real excitement. Like, I've been excited, like I said, for, for a long, long time, but you you don't get that actual gut reaction from how excited you are until you see the trailer, until you see it in movement, until you hear the sound. And watching the trailer, I didn't have that real gut excitement. I was just like, yeah, it's a trailer. So I think this is a movie I'm trying not to excite, I'm trying not to hype myself up too much, because if it doesn't live up to a, even if it's really good, if it doesn't live up to a, to a, up to my high expectations, it's going to be devastating. But we're also in a situation where this is a movie we should be seeing on the big screen. That's the other. That's it could the other be a thing. different experience. We could be sitting at home, and it could be a really good movie, but we're losing something. Yeah. So I'm not going to be too harsh on this movie if it's not the greatest movie I've ever seen at home. Like no, if I, but, but if a if a movie's good, it's, good, it's, it's good. good anyway. It's good, it's good. But there's a spectacle. Yeah, there's something ov- special. Obviously, obviously, it would be great to see it on the big screen, and that's disappointing that we probably won't get get to see it here. But like, I hope if there's any movie that Netflix is going to push everywhere around the world, like a well, real mainstream, yeah. old school, everywhere in the world theater rollout. Yeah. It needs to be this movie. Well, I mean, in, in in the US, it's getting, you know, some festival runs and I think limited uh, theatrical runs. But here... It th- won't get it anything. It won't get anything. Um, but, I mean, like like we've talked about on the show many times and the, on the old show, it's just we're just glad it, it got made because Scorsese has been trying to get this movie made for 
years and years and years. And Netflix was the only place who gave him the the huge budget and the creative freedom. And that's why we always love talking to jerking off Netflix and talking about how great it is. Because even though they make a lot of shit, at the end of the day, they're most of the times the ones who will just be like, here's the money, do what you want. And, you know, most studios don't do that anymore. They haven't done that for a very, very long time. So, um, yeah, but in terms of the actual teaser trailer, it's a trailer. Like, you know, you see... Uh, you see De Niro, you see Al Pacino, the, you see Pesci. I don't... Was Harvey Keitel in the trailer? No. I don't think I saw No, him. I don't think I saw Harvey. Yeah. But... Um, Ray, Ray Romano's in this as well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Anna, Anna Paquin's in it as well. Um, I, I think it's going to be a good film. Yeah. Um, I hope it's but, three and a half hours. <laughs> well, uh, we, we talked about this once <laughs> yeah, long yeah. time. I said, I hope it's five hours long, but not a mini series. Like, yeah, it's a yeah, five-hour movie. movie. Like, yeah. you have to sit there and watch the whole thing. Um, but... Yeah, like the tra- this trailer's nothing special. It's just no, a few no, scenes. Yeah. You know, it's a pe- obviously it's a, a, a you know Scorsese gangster movie. It's a period there's some- movie. There's bits set in the seventies or whatever. But because it's got the uh, de aging technology, which there's a little bit of rubber. Assumedly, it's going to be set in different periods of time, which will, they don't really he- they don't really explore in the trailer. It's only a teaser trailer. But the whole like thing of the teaser is that like didn't like it's like cut throughout the the trailer is where it's like De Niro's on the phone and like it's like behind him and you don't see his face because you got the phone up to his face and um and the camera's slowly tilting around until like at the end of the trailer you see his face is like de-aged and this is what they really I guess in that way they're really trying to push the de-aging look how good it is I feel like I feel like they shouldn't have done that reveal they should have just shown it you know like if it's not the greatest effect of all time, don't tease it. Just show <laughs> yeah, it. Just yeah. go, look, this is how it looks. Now, the movie doesn't come out for presumably quite some time, quite a few months at least. So maybe it's not the, it's only the teaser trailer. Maybe it's not completely finished. I don't know. But it's not, you know, we've been talking about how this movie has to get the best de-aging technology. And it's, and by, it's being done by what? Industrial Light Magic or something? I can't remember. But yeah, but... You know, seeing it in the trailer, it looked fine. Like, it wasn't great. It's a bit weird, a bit flubbery. <laughs> yeah. And... I think... I, it's and, a little weird. Yeah. And this ties back to how much are they going to use it and, like, how how important is it going to be in the movie? Are they going to... I'm assumedly they're going to do it to more than just De Niro. Um, and so, I'm just, like, a bit concerned. And this is why I'm trying not to get hyped about it. Look, I think I can overlook it. Depending yeah. how bad it is, well, if see, it's if it's a Woody from Toy Story, we have a problem. Yeah, so like, because like I think when we were talking about this before, I was like, the Marvel movies have so such great de aging. Like I was like, they have to get to, at least to that level. And in the trailer, I don't think it's at that level. No, from what we've seen, yeah. it could still improve. You know, yeah. it's not. It might not be the final product yet. Yeah. Um, also, what's funny is like we talk about de aging De Niro and that, but it's like he's so old and like he still looks old de aged. Like he's not playing a young, very young man; he's still playing someone quite quite it should, middle aged. Because from from memory, the more reference material you have, the better, right? Assumedly, yeah. So, and it, there'd be a shitload of reference material on all these actors. Oh, heaps. So. Look, you would Look, hope that they would do whatever a good they job. did to Kurt Russell. 
they they need to do it here. Yeah, like that was wow. Tight. Yeah, you know? or, or Michael Douglas even. You know, so we'll see how. Like I don't know. Did you see the trailer? Um, the new Gemini Man trailer. Movie doesn't doesn't look good. Yeah, I saw but the, the de aging looks decent. I saw the first trailer and it looks terrible. It looks. De- I'm not going to go see it. Yeah. but the de aging looks all right. It, it looks weird. You reckon? I mean, it looks good, but it's still you can tell like yeah. it's very kind of weird. Look, so the tech's out there. Let's hope they can improve it a little yeah. bit. But I look still- at the end of the day, even if the Irishman's de aging technology isn't great, as long as the movie is still. Good. You can overlook. You can overlook bit, yeah. some of it, but I liked some of the. Um, I like the soundtrack for the the trailer. Well, it's Scorsese, you know. Um, and I like some of the some of the editing. I guess some of the direction in the trailer was pretty cool. I like yeah. the scene with the car wash. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. just the license plate. Yeah, and like the sort of the bottom of the car. That was really cool. I mean, so, and the movie, no, no doubt, is going to look and sound great. And there's a scene where they're pushing taxis or something into the water. I thought that was pretty cool. Mm, yeah. Um. So I, look, I I am holding out hope. Yeah. But I'd love to see it on the big screen. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. It's not going to happen. It's a shame, but it won't happen in Australia. Um, but yeah, like, fingers crossed. I mean, I'm going to see it. I'm going to love it. But I'm just, you know, just trying not we to get We need to pull to... our money. We need to set up a Kickstarter or a GoFundMe. Mm. And we need to negotiate with Netflix to let us open a Netflix theater. <laughs> Fuck off. They have enough money. They can do it themselves. Get us to pay for it. It's yeah. not going to happen any other way. We just talked about all these rich cunts not doing not doing anything for the the, the world. The we'll show you or, originals. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then they'll sue, they'll sue us into the ground. Um, but yeah, I think that's enough for tonight. Yep. Bit of a relaxed show. Yeah. I was. I can't. We kind of. Yeah. Kind of a whatever show, but. Eh. Um, it's all right. Yeah, it's not. Next bad. week's going to be a spicy meatball. Yeah, so next week we're we we always change plans, so I won't we won't say at definitively. This stage, but at, at this, this stage, stage, we're planning to do the whole show on the Amazon series The Boys, which we have strong opinions about. Yeah, The Boys. Yeah, The Boys. So that's going to be a good episode, I think. So Callum will be back for that one. He you should have seen. seen we I've watched I've watched The Boys twice. Well, now that we're going to talk about next week, because it's already been like two weeks since I watched it, I'm going to probably have to rewatch it. And it's, so, it's worth a rewatch. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so Callum will be back next because he didn't see Hobbs and Shaw. So he'll, he'll hopefully be back next week and we can talk about the boys for the whole thing. And that, that'll be, I think that'll be a much better episode because that's like, that's us in our element. That's, that's about full nerd, nerd shit. Nerdy shit, comic book, superhero shit. And Amazon and Bezos and Amazon shit. So <laughs> and Bezos, yeah. yeah. We see we talk about Bezos, 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 but it's like there's got to be like a head of programming <laughs> yeah, at know. Amazon who's actually he's sitting the at guy- home listening to the show. Yeah, and he's who- like these guys that are, yeah. they just jerk like Jeff that, off. That's yeah. the guy we should be praising. <laughs> yeah. But I know, I know, I know there was a there was a thing I saw like an article where it was like Bezos did say like I want you to just buy up any cool shit like any nerdy shit like he actually did say that. But, like, there has to be, a, like, a head of programming or whatever who's actually the guy that we're, we're you know, that we <laughs> should be praising. So, good on good, good on that. We'll guy. do some research and yeah. get back to you next week. Guy or gal. Like, yeah. Like, good on you. Um, but, yeah. Hopefully next week, yeah, we'll talk all about The Boys. And if you haven't seen The Boys and listen to this, watch The Boys. You have a week to watch it. It's eight episodes. And eight really hours. Good. It is so good. Really, really good. Um, yeah, that's it. Thanks for listening. Like and share the Tuesday Review Facebook page. Follow us on Twitter at Tuesday Review AU. 
Follow me on Instagram at Channel Drifter. I post every time I watch a movie and I get to talk about some movies that we don't get to talk about here on the show. I haven't been watching a lot of movies lately. I've been binging a lot of video games and TV shows, um, but I still post every once in a while. Um, You can find our previous episodes of the Tuesday Review on your favorite podcasting app. You can find Alan and Jake's show, Sunrise Arcade, if you like video games, check that out. And you can find Maddie J's show, Car Talk, T-O-R-Q-U-E. You can download those podcasts as well. Just Google those. And yeah, make sure to rate, review and subscribe to the Tuesday Review on iTunes. Thank you all again and adios, cousins.